The meat between the sandwich. Uh, because I'm white. Surrounded <laughs> by dark. This Brown bread. Hey, that's racist. Oh. Welcome to Reaching Podcast. Thank you. Um, this is the men's edition, and I just happen to be the person that's the um, manliest one here. <laughs> this is true. Amen. This is true. So I'm going to introduce you to our guest today. Uh, we've got Sarah's husband, Anthony Strutter. Hello, hello, hello. And this is baby daddy, best friend, Craig, who I've asked to come on here because Craig is also friends with Ant. And we're going to talk about the man business. Got you, bro. <laughs> we're going I to talk you. about... I just remember, I've given up a lovely afternoon on the waters. Yeah, Were no, you I'm invited too. to that? Possibly. How the fuck do you get invited to a boat that my family own and I didn't? Because you're no good in the water. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's true. Well, anyway, thank you very much for coming to talk about your issues in your issues. No, oh, fuck, we'll be here all week. <laughs> oh, no, 100%. I asked you what type of drink you wanted to drink on this um, podcast. Yes. And you have chosen one, all right? What, what you have you got? I would. Like a bros drink. I don't know, but it makes sense for you. It's a vodka soda. Vodka soda, fresh lime. That's what we got. Cheers. Um, Craig's on the... Carlton Dry. On the Carlton Dry. So um, how come you're not doing the girly drinks with us? I have one earlier. Whoa, whoa, these aren't girly drinks. These are healthy drinks. Oh, got you. Less calories. So we're going to get into a game. This game is called Russian Roulette. And the reason why I chose Russian Roulette is because you have Russian in you. I do, yes. The object of this game is basically underneath each card is something that you have to answer. We're going to roll a dice. And what we're going to do is start from here. One to six. One of, I think it's 50% chance of getting a vodka hit mm. Mm. or just water. So, Let's go water. fuck, <laughs> God, I'll um, allow you to start first, gentlemen, first. Sure. Sure. What was it? Water. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> flip up the flip yeah. up the card and read it out. A bad place to stick your dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the wrong woman. Here we go. Well, this is true. <laughs> that bitch might have fucking herpes. Yes. I might have herpes. Well, this is true. Craig? <laughs> like I said, where do you start? <laughs> this is very... Uh, um, I'm, I need to get used to this whole... Dynamic? Talk. Yeah, the whole dynamic, mm. the podcast thing. It's That's all good. Like, just, yeah. like, we're just going to go with the flow. Like, people are not used to it. You guys are not used to it. Mm. I'm full deep, five deep now. Five <laughs> deep. And, and to answer that question, like, if I had a dick, which I'm pretty sure I've had in a past life mm. a few times, quite gigantic <laughs> ones, um, I would say in a zip, like, wouldn't that be the most oh, horrible place to get it stuck? Well, that's like that, a that stick it. It happens. <laughs> you know, but people are into that shit too. OnlyFans, the, we should do that too. Oh. They're into getting their dicks stuck in zips? Wow, they're into the pain. Craig, are you into pain? Not really. Oh, okay. But I have got second knuckle. <laughs> yeah, no, I gave you that knuckle. Yeah, <laughs> Future reference, if you ever have hemorrhoids, do not listen to Kel. <laughs> or her Google advice. Backstory? story? 
Well, the, here's a story, right? We need some ice and some uh, lemon tea. I said, I think we can do this. Kelly shoved an ice cube up my cracker. Mm. Bent over, almost crying, in pain. <laughs> what have you fucking done? Then she said, just shut up and relax. This will work. <laughs> That's what I say so all the time. <laughs> I pretty much just, what do you do when you're bent over naked, fetal position, ice cube up your asshole? Then she goes, right now, where's the tea? I'd already prepared the hot tea with lemon juice in it. Next minute, <laughs> pours like, it, pours it into my ass crack. Yeah. It's well, going it was down, warm. Burn, it wasn't hot. Don't burning. fucking. Don't it was hot originally, all right? It was like, hot hey, originally. How about a pour warm tea on your fucking like, ball I'll sack. take it. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. Were you like and on your back yeah. pulling the chair? No, no, no. I was, on, I was <laughs> on all fours. On all fours. And then it was just like, oh, fuck. This is OnlyFans, man. This is OnlyFans. <laughs> Told you at the start. There's a market for everything. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. By that stage, I'm completely giving up on everything and just going, <laughs> just lie here in the fetal position? I don't know. And I said, Kel, can I have that phone for a second? And I read it. And it said, start relaxing yourself with a warm lemon tea to make things a little bit more comfortable. When you feel relaxed, it's now time to insert the ice cube. You know what, Craig? It was divinely guided. Like literally it worked. That fucking hemorrhoid went the next day. It's And for that to happen, I know those things don't happen like that. So you mm. should be thanking me instead of fucking shading me. <laughs> I think I'm just putting shit on myself here right now. <laughs> oh, please tell me it was one. I think I taste vodka. Okay, perfect. So now you have to... Oi, Craig, on the mat. A thing to do while on drugs. Everything. You can do anything on drugs. What, what's your answer? I'm going to say hug. I like a Depend, good hug. Depends on, on what type of drug it is. True. But definitely if you're on, say, MDMA, definitely hugs, emotions, the, the best feeling that you'll ever feel, I think. What about, about you, bro? Oh, adventures. I'm an adventure boy. A, an adventure could be going to Woolworths. Really? Anything's yeah. an adventure. Oh, no. I, se- I second yeah. that. I second that. Everything Walking is an to get cigarettes at 4 a.m. in the morning is an adventure. <laughs> is an adventure. Yep. I think the best, um, like, I, I love the old M, but the best I've ever, like, enjoyed was an acid tab by myself in my room and just, like, colours, vibrancy. I've not had acid. I've had mushrooms. Well, I guess it's not really far off that, but I, I rate mushrooms. I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, true. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of research now. Yes, yeah, oh, mushrooms, um, psilocybin, helping um, people with um, psychological problems. Yeah, Correcting the behavior. As well, it opens up a lot of part of your brain that you'd never, you'd never oh, yeah, experienced 100%. before. Like, our, what do you think our ancestors? Hundred percent did. Oh, it's natural. Like, yeah, I mean, there's remedies and everything. Yep, psilocybin, best stuff. But yeah, yeah. I had acid. I think I spoke to myself for a good two hours. Like I was actually having a conversation with myself for two hours and I realised when I was like, wait a minute, the fucking walls, I can see all the colours and I was in pitch black. I've had an acid pill before. and Jeez, there's a lot of drug talk here straight away. Oh, that's all good. Like we're <laughs> open. The floor is open. Yeah. Walls were shifting. I was standing at the bottom of the stairs watching people walk down for I don't know how long. And yeah, that was that's my closest encounter with. Where were you when you did that? Because you'd have to people observe. Oh yeah, at a I was at a dance festival thing. Got ya. Which is where I haven't been to one of those in ages. Really? I went to my first. Went to my first rave at age thirty-seven, and took my first acid tab. 
And it was unbelievable. Where was that? Because you love the race. That, I do. I love the music, yeah. Yeah. And that was at Canterbury during COVID. Yeah. A lot of places couldn't hold them. Yeah. This place, however. During some, COVID, not yeah. long ago then. Yeah. yeah. I remember somehow, that. Somehow yeah. got around it and it was just unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone's got this taboo about drugs. I guarantee you that if that was a drinking fest or you know, somewhere where there was alcohol supplied, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. There would have been fights left, right, and center. True. I feel like love is a lot more. Everyone, everyone when on, on those drugs. Yeah. There was. There wasn't even security there. Didn't need yeah. it. Yeah, it's love is love. Right? When do you when do you go to a rave and there's no security? Yeah, yeah. I think the only re- reason you would need security is to, I guess, stop. Well, to help people really. I used to be a security OD. guard. They had helpers. Oh, you there. did too. Yeah, I was a well, security guard, and that. There's a definite need for them because there are people that go out generally yeah. just to, yeah. to cause shit. Yeah. And to yeah. hurt people too, like there's yeah, a yeah. spiking incidences. Well, that ain't, that ain't, oh, yeah. That was definitely water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the question? Something you don't want to find in your mum's bedside table. Photos of naked men or women. Mm. That's it. I'm just, you know, that would just send yeah, me nutso. True. True. Videos of your mum putting ice cubes up your dad's bum. <laughs> Well, well yeah. that's photographic memory. Tyson <laughs> has to live with poor boy. Fucking it was medicinal purposes. I've shelved myself. I shelved him. All right. Your biggest teen regret. Mm. <sighs> biggest teen regret, man. I, if I could go back to be a teen now, I would do a hell of a lot different. I very very religious upbringing. I didn't do a lot as a teen. Really? Yeah, not a lot at all. I didn't have my first kiss until I was like. 17. Oh, that's yeah. a long time to wait. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, because of the religious thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm were you so scared that your parents were going to go off at you or something? Uh, no, I was, I don't know. I just didn't care about it, I guess. It wasn't wasn't something on my mind. I, like, I didn't do anything. I didn't wank. I didn't, really? I, I had you s- were strict. I had sex. The first time I ejaculated was the first time I had sex. Really? I, yeah, I never wanked, nothing. Wow. Yeah. That and is that, unusual. And I, and I lost my virginity when I was uh, 19, 20. Really? Yeah. That is a long time yeah. to wait. Uh, so I, I guess my biggest teen regret was I wish I wanked more. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, yeah. Yeah, once I, once I found got the world of wanking, I was on. It was on. What about you, Craig? <laughs> well, this, look, growing up, I was always the fat kid. Yeah. So there's a lot of regrets. We are going to circle back into that too, the fat kid thing. There's a, there's a lot of regrets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've got to write yeah. this down. Fat we need, kid. To, we need yeah. to talk about you being a fat kid. Yeah. yeah. We, do. Not, we do. Not doing a lot of things or participating in things. It, it mm. does. And it's crazy. You know, the weird thing about you, so sorry, I'm just going to jump in here, is you are deceptively fast. Mm. And I'm like, how did that not get harnessed? Because you're quite quick. You're well, very quick. That's because he was a fat kid. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. So obviously, yeah, you, you could write a book on you know the the things you didn't do because of the way you felt, mm. or the things that you know you should have done. You know, going for that swim in that pool. You know, and enjoying everyone else. Like everyone else having a great time. Yeah. But you can't do it because you're the fat kid. 
biggest <laughs> my biggest te- regret as a teenager um honestly i don't think i had any regrets mm. because i had so much trauma prior to that that nothing was regretful it was very i had methodical choices even my first boyfriend that i had sex with at a very mm. early age was methodical mm. i chose someone that i could have a conversation with um that had no past i have a thing of choosing men with no pasts because um, I what do you mean no pasts as a no sexual partners prior or fuck all because um, I need to know that I am the pinnacle of their you know their life (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I I guess teenage regrets I think I had one guy that I had a massive crush on I just never told him so that would be the only regret I'd have from my teenage years and I went through like about three years of being like totally this dude was everything but i was in a relationship with someone so i was like i can't really act on that Mm. um but yeah that was about the only thing only thing maybe hoping i you know do more fucking i wasn't allowed to do a lot but i did do a lot Mm. (laughs) okay next one so who's next me you craig i'll get your own there's a bowl of them right there there. one one please be vodka COVID high five. Cuz. An embarrassing <laughs> thing in your search history. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> like porn search? Pretty boring. Well, any search. Well, feetfinder. Really? Would you really put that in? Are you into feet? No. Or you're trying to make money? I was looking at how <laughs> I was like, got just for those who don't know, I've only got four toes on each feet. Yeah. No, no, you've got an infused, like a mermaid toe. I've got web feet. You've got web feet, that thing. And they're pretty bad. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at it. You've showed me before, then, but uh, what was it? Embarrassing? No, no, porn, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't search a lot of stuff to be Really? Fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I use my phone for games, social media. Oh, okay. That's it. That, yeah. That's it? And porn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably for me, maybe... Dwarf fucking, but that's only because I wanted to. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's is funny. That the it's, co- it's funny, yeah. Yeah, dwarf fucking, not because like the appendage is quite huge. We've got a group chat. So I put a dwarf um, photo fucking a woman on the group chat, and that will be on my search history because I haven't cleared it out. So, yeah, but other than that, I like it. I'm pretty open. Well, now you're finding out on the podcast, but yeah. You'd find Shouldn't gay we all porn. Though? But I, you know what? Like, to be fair, the only reason I look up the men stuff, like men fucking men, is because I've not done that. Like, I'm not a gay penis. man yeah. with my phantom <laughs> penis, you know? I just want to know, does that turn me on? And it doesn't. Well, you did. True. Maybe I you was a fucking his. man and, like... <laughs> But he, he just, but he won't take, cube. he does not, I tried, like when we first started, like when we first ever dated, <laughs> I did a romantic fucking, I'm going to fucking plug you, I did a romantic thing, I put towels down, I got oil, I got <laughs> everything I said to him, this was over, like this was outside of their other stuff, and I went to him like, trust me, your fucking prostate's up there and that's where you, like your cum spot's there. Mm. So let me kind of infiltrate it. He he just could not relax. He could he was like I, I can't do it. And I was like Sarah Sarah wants a strap on. She has told me many times. Are you okay with the tip going in or she's put a finger up there. And and? Uh, Did you yeah. come? Did you blow? No, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if she's a seasoned 
<laughs> anus finger, bumhole fingerer. Should have tried to put a vice bro. Maybe her technique was off. <laughs> maybe with the lemon. tea. Yeah, lemon tea. Um, I did that with a guy, actually with my best friend, obviously through my traumas. I like to control men sexually. Mm. And I remember going out with my best mate and she freaked out because she thought we were going to have a threesome. I was like, I would never touch you. Like, And I, I love my best mate, but I was like, I you, wouldn't, never t- you wouldn't have to in a threesome. No, no, because she knew what I was like already. She knew that she'd heard the stories. Do you know this crash that had a really thin neck? It was a beer bottle. Like a wine bottle. Like a wine bottle. So something <laughs> where there was a tall neck, it was mm. thinnish, it could – and I slowly – and he fucking blew his load in a second and then I went, out, let's go. Oh, my God, that's the best sex I've ever had. I was like, bro, I just put a fucking bottle up your ass. And I you've g- been gay ever since? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's why I'm in this fucking chat. All right, well, okay, one more? One more. It was vodka. Fun. Yeah. All right, we all got one then. Something you want right now. Bankstown's finest. <laughs> Bankstown's yeah. finest. Right now, yeah, Bankstown's yeah. finest. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that. Bankstown's finest, like mm. up, uh, you know, I'm hundred percent. Like there is no better fucking, from the area. Yeah, there is no better <laughs> gift than mm. Bankstown's finest, and I don't give a fuck. I've tried everything, and it's a if you know, you know situation. How are you feeling? You're all right. I feel a little, a little bit, bit relaxed. A little bit more relaxed now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. I feel like I was a bit stiff there for the first couple of minutes. Oh, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Like when you're a virgin to this, everyone's fucking <laughs> shit at it. But you, on the other hand, not. Oh, hey, just play what's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, well, we're going to get into a bit of your life story. Why did you come to Aussie? What made you go to Bondi Beach of all fucking places? Well... I mean, why not Bondi? But like... <laughs> like I hear this all the time, yeah. The reason why I came over here, my, my background is very religious. Like, it's a Mormon religion. Yeah. So, or Latter-day Saints. I, I've got nothing against Mormons. I think they're great people, wholesome people. Yeah. Um, but I, I grew up in a small New Zealand town that was next to the Mormon temple called Sorry. Temple View, and it was very much a bubble. Like, yeah, I've seen that, actually. Yeah, like my, my high school was a Mormon high school, which was across the road. So you went to Hamilton's uh, Mormon school, well, which is... Church College. Church College, yeah. 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 Very um, prestigious college, actually. Yeah, it's actually closed down now because... Because of you. Teen, <laughs> teen pregnancies. Teen and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, during high school, most of my friends were girls, like... Yeah. And, I, like, I, I was a floater. Like, I, I floated from, you know, group to group. I was friends with everybody but not tight with heaps of people yeah. but, you yeah. know, tighter, yeah. tighter with this yeah. group of girls. Sorry. And, just gonna and after high school I was going to move out with them. Yep. And my parents said, that, you know, I couldn't live with girls unless I'm married because that's, you know, that yeah. the church's Fair. way. And they sent me to live over here with my uncle. Yeah, that, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I went off the rails because mum and dad weren't there over my shoulders. Like, what what do you consider to be off the rails? Because for me, there's certain things that I was like consider to be off the rails, and other things are just like, well, hey, I did what everyone then else I, did. I was probably right dead center in the rails compared to Got to your lifestyle. I mean, like, yeah. there were times that I would go home with a girl and she would get naked, yeah. and I would be like, Ugh, really? I'm sorry, I can't. I need to go because you know, in my head, I was like. You can't have sex before marriage. This is interesting about you, bro, because I would think, given that you are a very good-looking boy, isn't mm. he? Well, do you think that was more of a barrier for what was really going on in your head for yourself? 
Well, I mean, or an to, excuse? To, put, to put it into context, I my mum had me out of wedlock yep. with uh, Your dad. my dad, my biological father. And who was African American, well black, I don't like I don't like African I don't even like black. Yeah. But, you know, American, but of melanated skin. Can you tell us a bit of backstory about dad very quickly? What happened to dad? Why dad isn't here? Uh, so he was murdered when I was uh, yeah. 18 years old. He was shot in the back six times. I had previously in my life spoken to him once, yeah. um, which was just by chance. I came home from school one day and he by chance called my mum who was home that day and I was there and it was a very short chat. But, yeah, he. I was living in Australia. I was essentially by myself. I was living with my uncle but yeah. – he was. He wasn't. No, you're by yourself, bro. Yeah, I, I was by myself. He he wasn't present, and he wasn't. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why my parents sent basketball me to basketball player too. Apparently. Yeah, he was an up and coming basketballer, but he had, I would assume, had dabbled in drugs yes. and and maybe got hung up in the wrong crowd and and maybe ripped someone off. I, I don't know. Well, I remember doing the reading on you. I don't know if you remember that reading where that did come out for me where I was like, I just knew your dad was African-American and, and the read I brought up that your dad was in the mm. army, um, that loss of them. Yeah. For and, a male? And my mum my was very, like, she did not tell me a lot about anything growing up. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I mean, when she remarried to my stepdad, um, what role did he play for you because you didn't have your actual dad, your biological father there? He, I can stay, I can take a step back now and look at things and think that he, I can say that he did the best that he could do. Yeah. And, and. 100%, 100% bro. Yeah. Like he, he did mm. the best that he can do. He had like a little brown baby that they like, they are Maori, but they're fairer skinned. Like yeah. they have Maori. Um, well, they're, they're light backgrounds, But they yeah. also have Pākehā back skin, which is white people. Um, so, and I was the darkest, I was like the little chocolate sprinkle in a tub of vanilla ice cream. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and culturally I, I didn't have a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of strong Maori culture. No, coming from someone where it was, um, instilled in me through my supposedly white mother, which is not true now. We know that she is Maori as well. Mm. I could have told you that a long time. <laughs> <you're straight laughs> away. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised that um, that it wasn't instilled in you more because Mormon church always – well, the ones that I was around in Huntley, they were very um, culturally diverse. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they they probably came – had, you know, a lot of history of Māori people, whereas my stepdad, I think his, his dad was uh, white, white yeah. and like so – and his mum was Māori, so like they had – you know, in the hierarchy of male and female back in the day, you yeah. know, the male took charge. So there wasn't so much multicultural instilled at us. Um, Do you feel like you lo- lose identity when you don't even know who the fuck you are? I, the majority of my life I've had a massive identity crisis. crisis. And it, it hasn't been until recently in life, like um, my early 30s, that yeah. I've, I've accepted... My, my culture and I, I've accepted my identity of who I am. I'm still figuring out who I am. Yeah. But like, yeah, the Māori part of it, I've, I've, never, I've never been drawn to Māori people. Like, yeah. 
my wife is a white woman, like... She's more fucking Māori than you. Oh, yeah, hard out, listening to her talk. She's <laughs> I actually thought she yeah. was tangata whenua, and I was like, I didn't give a fuck, you got blue eyes, and I've known some fucking blue eye, blonde-haired, yeah. white-as-fuck woman who are tangata whenua, which is our people from our yeah, yeah. our land, but... Like, she, she gives off a stronger vibe of that. Since finding... I mean, like, I literally only found out that I was an American citizen, like... Like you I could count, I could count the years citizen. in my hand. Yeah, because I had a package sent over from my nan, which had correspondence from my dad to me, and most of it was to her, like saying he's going to shape yeah. up his life and you know this, this and that. How but, how like sorry, I'll just no, no. go off on here, Craig. You've your parents have come from Scotland as mm. well, and being very fucking removed from a place yeah, that is absolutely. your your parents' natural homeland. Yeah. I mean, you would feel that as well. Not having enough family here to feel like you can identify with something. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what your your background is; is what you believe yourself to be and, yeah. and who you are. And you don't need to pretend or you know and be ashamed. Your background doesn't define who you are as a person. No, 100%. It's who you become as a person and the people that you surround yourself with. One thing I know about you, bro, is that you're very into conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. or what are considered to be conspiracy theories. Mm. Where did that come from for you? I mean, I'm I'm like, I'm very conspiracy driven, heavy or driven. I mean, if I say to myself, I believe in a, in a theory, like yeah. it's a theory. I know my parents are my parents. I can't believe they're my parents. I know they're you my know, parents. Yeah. It's like a religious person. They don't know there's a God. They believe there's a God. Yeah. It's sometimes I get, you know, a lot of negative feedback. Do you really? Oh, uh, yeah, like not from people I know, but like if I comment on something, like oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have seen like, that, but honest, people will them. bite back and like every time they bite back, I, I, I'm very much a person I would love to have a conversation with people about certain things because it is a conversation. I'm not not gonna, like I'm not going to bag you out because yeah. you believe mm. a certain thing. Like you can say what you want and you can try and convince me as much as you want and I can do the exact same. Like COVID, COVID is what COVID is. Yeah, like, yeah. it's yeah. happened. It's done. Yeah. My 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 one of the conspiracies. Sorry. That um impacted me a lot was the child like the children trafficking yep and mm. the part that hollywood yep. plays like mm. and yep. you like when i was like i've been posting about this stuff for like a long when, time for a long time when trump was in power it was like i was bombarding my facebook with all of the different things that like seem to be clear are happening and then you look at today and you've got it's scandals happening. like balenciaga that whole thing like so Which, outward and no thought process into, are you fucking, why would you do that? That just. Yeah. But like. For marketing purposes, uh, why? Oh, because, because. It caused what it caused. The, the, a theory is, is that the, the 1%, the cabal, the Illuminati, whatever yeah. you want to call them, they, uh, they believe in karma. So like if they say to you that they're selling you an apple and it's poisonous and you don't know about it, then they're going to get back the karma from poisoning people. But if they put out an apple, they tell you it's poison and you still take it, that's on then you. that's on you. And that's what – there's a lot of subliminal messaging. Like there's, there's a lot of things that are pressuring everybody to conform with everything, like the vaccine. Yep. Like how, how much pressure was put on everybody to get that vaccine. 
but nobody knows what's in it. And now there's reports coming out, the CDC saying that they never tested it against if it stopped you from spreading it. Like the, all of the things that they're saying have ended up being a lie. So I, I personally think that a lot of conspiracy, a, a lot of conspiracy theories are becoming truth now. Oh, they but are. Like, it, it, well, we're very, it, it very much comes down to a fact of people are easy to be fooled. Yeah. But you cannot convince somebody that they have been fooled. If yeah. they, if that li- and if a, if anybody tells a lie that many times, they believe it. If they I believe it themselves, that's yeah. right. That's like, right. And that's just uh, conspiracy theories are a bottomless pit. Like you yeah, they are. Conspiracy theories follow the rabbit like down the hole. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a that's, hole. That, that's yeah. the key, but you got to know when to fucking say, hang on. Am I well, going too far? Because I, these theories I, have been, they're not, they're not new. That's They've why been around I stopped for following. years and years. Remember Y2K? Oh, the yeah. World's gonna <laughs> the world's going to end. The world's going to end. Everyone's going to, you know what Every, I mean? Didn't everything, happen. It, yeah, it didn't happen, but something happened. Y2K was in everybody's minds and then something was slid under the table yeah. and that, that's got us to win now. That's how it always is. Like something big happens. Johnny Depp's trial. Like, <laughs> I know. You're was, like, sideswipe. What the fuck? Like, Why would was, a trial be so Where was Ghislaine Maxwell or Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I agree. I agree. I actually like, agree. That's more I agree with that important. because what the media shows you is what they want to show you because they're hiding something fucking Exactly. Yeah. Like, you could say a hundred credible things and then you say one, one thing shit that thing, yeah. people, the majority of people don't agree with. Yeah. Like, everything else that you say becomes, becomes less credible. Less credible. But, but, but yeah, I, like, I, I've built bridges. I have built towers. I have built many places for people to go and worship, but I fucked one goat. And, <laughs> and that's what everyone fucking remembers me for. <laughs> everyone, yeah, such a good saying. Yeah, yeah. look, 100%. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm, look for me when yeah, it comes. Let's get off the conspiracy. Look, we'll get off the conspiracy theories. For me personally, I get where you're going with the kids stuff because I am a victim of that fucking in itself. And um, I, I completely agree. This is people think, oh, that could not happen. And I'm like, it most definitely can. And unfortunately, no. the people representing the truth of that kind of stuff are people with other psychological issues as a result of their trauma. Yeah. And they don't get believed. They get looked at as being people that aren't uh, truth givers because that one thing that was just off gets put up there as being um, – she must have lied about everything. So mm. I'm with you on that kind of stuff. Mm. All right. So because we're also here to figure out, you know, men's mental health as well. So you're sitting in front of me. And I, when you walked into the house, I was like, bro, you're looking fucking Mac Daddy. Oh, well, all of you, you guys are all glammed up all the time. I thought I'm bald, so I put a hat on. But like, <laughs> where? I've got a, yeah, I'm going to like. Us bald boys. <laughs> so with Craig. Like there was times when we first started dating and I would notice certain behaviours with him where he would be driving and he would pop that visor down and I'd be like, it's night time. Why in the fuck would you put a visor down in the car at night? So me and my fucking intuitive head, there's something about that. But Craig would never, oh no, there's nothing. Because I felt so ugly, I didn't want the world to see me. Yeah. And... He feels that way because obviously people have made you feel less mm. than mm. than beautiful. And I guess me coming into it and, and saying to you, you are beautiful mm. regardless. For you, like I said, 
you came in, I was like, the bro looks mac daddy. I do not want to fuck you, just saying. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, because it's the bro, it's it's almost like a brother that would feel weird and wrong because Sarah is my girl and that would be so wrong for me to do. But you might want to. I'm questioning <laughs> you now. Not again. I You came into the bathroom and I was in there. You're like, can you give me some perfume? And I was like, what? And I was like, fucking deodorant spay. And, and he was like, no, no, the good stuff. And I was like, what? And he goes, it's for Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> true. All true. Because we look at you and go, oh, yeah, good fucking specimen. But you don't see that. Uh, like, or maybe you I, haven't seen that in the past. I do. I do see it. Like I, I can look at myself in the mirror and objectively say, oh, I, I, I'm not ugly. I, I'm an attractive person. Yeah. Like I, I also think that I'm not attractive, attractive to everybody. Of course. Like, but I, I feel like because I'm on a weight, on a on a gym journey at the moment. I, yeah. I've, I've just completed a full year of training, which is you know consistently going to the gym. For a full year. So you at your prime now, you feel good about yourself I, I feel like because I'm in the, of that. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life right now. But having lost and having lost weight, I, I now, I mean, and I think it comes down a lot to social media and your phones that you have in your hand. You follow people and, you know, they look a certain way. And I, 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 I have an idea of myself in my head what, what I want to look like. But I'm I'm not a I'm not a person that's balls deep all the time. Like yeah. I'm a very like I could be very interested in something at one point and then lose complete interest in it really Another, quickly. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying I've lost interest in going to the gym or anything, but like when it comes to like if I wanted to be completely ripped and, and you know like be one of those Instagram guys, like I think yeah that'd be nice, but like yeah. Like I'm like I, like deep down I am happy with my physique right now. Yeah. Like the way fuck, I, I would love your physique. <laughs> just saying. Uh, like oh, fuck, I, I love your physique too. Uh, like I'm happy with with where I'm at now. Yeah. But like I still look at myself and I nitpick and I like I think like oh you know I, I mean, growing up as a kid I had abs and I didn't do a sit up and then you know oh, I hear you. I, was I, like I had my first kid and I, I put on some baby weight. And it never came off and then it just got worse and worse and worse to the point that like I would look in the mirror and not be happy with who I was as a person. And I, I feel like because for so many years I've been looking at myself and not been happy with what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm now that I am at a great place, yeah. I, I still am finding it hard to shake that persona of looking at myself and not being happy with what I see. So like it's not it's not like I it's not like I don't know that I'm I'm in good shape and yeah. I like because I've worked hard to be where I'm so at. So you're fully aware that I look good, I know I do, but my feeling inside me like does not always match what is coming out on the outside. Yeah, and I mean like and it's positive. It's, it was negative affirmations, and it was negative negative yeah. affirmations for years upon years, stacked on stacked. Sure. Well, well, for yeah. me, it, it's all internal. I was talking to a friend just last night. And, you know, one of his things it, with with guys that go to the gym, you know, don't be a pussy, lift the weight. Yeah. Like, and it's not a negative thing. You're, you're just telling yourself, don't be a pussy. Like, but subconsciously, you're actually telling yourself you're a pussy. You're a pussy. You are. Yeah. You, you're speaking like, don't, into it. Don't be a, like, don't be a quitter. Like, don't, don't do this or that. And, it, like, you know, th- those are things that help you get to a certain place. But actually, you're telling yourself you're a piece. Like, oh, he, was, he said, don't be, don't, like, you look like a piece of shit, go to the gym. 
like you're still telling yourself you're a piece of shit. Yeah. So then when you do get to a place that you're actually not looking like, I mean, not that anybody looks like a piece of shit, but like, I mean, for that individual, for me, I know I look good now, but I've been telling myself for so long that I I, don't don't look good, that now I'm, I'm really struggling to break that. Pattern. Yeah, that pattern. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that to myself anymore. Like, yeah, uh, I'm all about. You know, I get it. But yeah. you could go back to man bod, like dad bod, and then does that creep back in? Does that come back in because it's, you're basing yourself on what you're aesthetically looking like on the outside? Even though I know the bro on the inside is a magnificent person, but you're you're basing your happiness and love of yourself on what you're presented on the outside. Remember when you posted that first photo? Which one? The first when you started this journey. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, bro, you looked happier in the first photo before you started. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was eating KFC all the time. That was my truth. I like, fuck, sometimes we, we search this pursuit of, of perfection and then we don't realise. Speaking to we, the mic, uh, Craig. We don't realise we had this happiness the whole time, you know what I mean? It, 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 yeah, it's difficult. What but, about for you? Because I know for you, you were – bullied about your appearance oh, and being the big yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. And I found it quite difficult being um, that you still have these friends from yeah. back at when. And, and don't get me wrong, this is not shade on those boys because they fucking absolutely adore you yeah. and have always said to me how much you mean to them. Um, but it was difficult for me to know that this boy was incessantly bullied over the way oh. he looked, over the way – he um, was presented, which for me was like, but he is the fucking best person I've ever met in terms mm. of just a human being. Mm. It probably goes deeper than that. Yeah. To my own father. Yeah. Who, as you know, he's my, he's my hero. I love yeah. him. But if you go back to all our family videos, you'll see him recording me and saying, oh, there's my porky son. Yeah. And all these kind of things. Which you think at the time doesn't affect you. Yeah. Let me tell you, as almost a 40-year-old, it affects you. Yeah. It's like, wow, I couldn't get over some of these things that my fucking idol was saying had said to me. But probably at the time he saw it as a term of endearment. He did. He but did. Re- he didn't did. realise that he was placing. He did. He, it was always a term of affection. Always a yeah. term. He, he always had my back. Of course. Your dad always has had your back. But. Then when you start thinking about some of those little the comments, you know, and it's just like, fuck, how could I not get over this? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure for you too, Anthony, but as a guy, we're told, like, you know, we're, we're strong, we're tough, you know, we, we hide our emotions. And then you get to 40 and go, fuck, I'm still worried well, about you're shit. you're not quite 40 yet. Well, nearly. Yeah. But, but shit that happened so fucking long yeah. ago, I have not. Got over that. I have not great, and like it might be something so stupid as not getting picked for a team. And here I sat with you, mm. and I said that you were deceptively yeah. quick. Yeah, that that could have been utilized, and yet it wasn't because of your yeah. size. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And, and just some of those things you hold on to, and you're like, why? Yeah, why am I holding uh, on I to this? I think voicing, like for me personally, with my stepdad who. As a as a male role model, yeah. he he wasn't like I said before. He did the best he could, but he, for me, he wasn't the best role model for me. He, he he didn't treat me like a son. 
for for my entire childhood and like oh. I I came like that's so unusual. I find that so difficult, but I get it because my dad was very much like that with his own son. I, I don't think he did it intentionally. I think nah. I think maybe yeah. even my because I've got two stepbrothers, which are my stepdad's kids. I think even maybe they may have felt negative repercussions yeah. from him. Like yeah. he may have felt guilty giving them more affection because he wasn't giving me affection, so he never gave them affection. Like right, so, so that actually, so he actually didn't give them any extra. Oh, like f- they, they, they were treated better than me. Okay. Plus, they were brothers, so they had themselves, and that they're tight. They're like, where did like that? That's a big thing, bro. Because to feel very, you're in a family. Your father's not here anymore. He's not even in the same culture as you. There's no identity there for you culturally, religiously. Yes. <laughs> For me, I'm like the one person for a male is another male to set them like, it's all good, bro. I got mm. your back. And even though I know you're not my – like for me, maybe that's yeah. in my logical brain. Well, no, it's not. That, that's what – why do you think there's so many issues with males today? Yeah. Because they I don't mean, have that positive role model. Yeah. And like males in the past, like, you know, they, they were even more pressured to be that man – you know that emotionless, be yeah. tough, this and that. Like we, we're still like men today are still like have the effects of that. But I mean, th- I'm th- still doing it, bro. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, with our boys, they would have had it more, and they, they would have like those cycles, like the the cycles get broken of the strong male over the generations. But right. you know, you know, because my my stepdad would have had it worse from his real dad. I know he did. Agreed. But like. Uh, like I came to terms with the with those facts, and I, I confronted him about it, and uh, you know said to him, you know, th- this is how I feel about my childhood. What was his response well, to he, that? He apologized, he, and like he he like our, our relationship has improved Good. since then. I still felt like after the whole thing, I didn't actually get to say what I wanted to say because, you know, as soon as I brought it up, it was like he knew and he, like, profusely apologised for everything. So he was – well, that's a good place yeah. to be. So, like, my relationship with him is great. I love I love him. He's he's my dad. He's always been my dad. I call him dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe for healing for you personally, it might be – saying and and i feel like a lot of time in your head you think oh well you know he said those things and he didn't mean them mm. but they have meaning still because words are powerful we used to get on some shit and it would get intense and i would be like cry cry, cry. cry. there's something wrong with you and because cray because i had told him all my life and he was like in comparison his life was so sheltered and it was yeah. in comparison and i was like but I feel like there's more to this than you're allowing me to infiltrate and and I and you're not sharing it with me. And it wasn't until we had the first breakup that we had during mm. COVID that I said to him, you have to heal from your shit because I feel as though there's more to this and you're not sharing and I, I feel alone in, in my own hell. Mm. And I yet, yet – you're sitting here telling me that you have no hell, but I'm like, but you do. You have your own personal shit. But I feel, yeah, I yeah, feel but, like. But I'm a guy. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. That's why we're talking about men. Men, I think more often than not, will internalize a lot of everything. Oh. Later in the void. Boy, Craig, mm-hmm. what was your first time like? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quick. <laughs> really, really. Mm. For a female, it's really easy to fuck, right? Because men are already. 
mentally in that state to fuck. Yeah. So it's easy for us. What about for you? Like for your first time? Ended up being with a prostitute, which I'm not proud of, but just happened to happen that way. Well, she's clean. She's been tested. Was she clean and been tested? Because fuck me. Well, you like. well. <laughs> yeah. well, I've been to Thailand since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had uh, a fucking route there too. I've had a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, because I've been tested so many times when you have babies, you get tested and with having all these other tests that I have to have in my vagina well, place. Well, you're, you're probably the war. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not, not necessarily. Like that, that narrative of me has got to change because like I say to everyone, yes, I do have a lot of sex. I love sex, but I only like to have that with one person just a lot. They just have to mm. handle it. And you, you've done – you did pretty good. Like, fucking cheers well, to you. Let's uh, shot for that, man. <laughs> I'm, like, shotting for you. Well done, Craig. Like, shot, you Craig. fucking – you handled me, so. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That is good, eh? Yeah. Illusions, guys. Shots of illusions. Go, Craig. A whole bottle of illusion. And well, <laughs> the only thing is I, I used to masturbate a lot. You started uh, really young. Well, yes, I did. You started really young. I, like, I was surprised at the age that you were given a pornographic magazine. Did you start I, wanking? I had my own porno stash underneath the church, believe it or not. <laughs> at the church. Underneath that the it church. Is a, he yeah. never went to church. It was there. I went to youth group. I went to youth oh, group. Oh, you did Thank too you with the fucking pedophile. It's Sunday, guys. Fucking Chris to used to call him um, the rock spider dude. Yeah. You fuck with him all the time. Yeah, I've heard those yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been when I was... You four? Mm. So How old's that? Ten? Yeah, true. Eleven? Eh? 11? Yep. And it, I'm not going to lie, it did get out of control where I was just rather be at home pulling myself off. <laughs> oh, look, I would too. Fuck. Mm. If you, if mm. you, that moment, that split second of. But you don't ecstasy. know why you, you don't know why you're doing it, but. Because <laughs> it feels good. It feels good, so I'm yeah. going to keep doing it. I feel. Mm. As though because the back if we go back to the eighties and our parents not wanting to, us to be gay mm. and trying to navigate that sexuality for us, do you think that maybe that was why it was presented early so that your dad ensured that that wasn't a Quite thing? Quite possibly. When I was five, yeah, dad would pick me up um, from kindy, <laughs> and we would get a well back then I think it was called Aussie Post, yeah, but it was chicks that were topless. <laughs> And he would buy me that magazine every week. What do you think about that, son? I was six. I was six and had an absolutely massive stash of all these magazines. Yeah. And when we moved house, I went, oh, where the magazines go? <laughs> because they got lost and thrown out. <laughs> what six-year-old has a porno stash? <laughs> you, clearly. Yeah. I mean, they weren't full-on pornos. They Look, were just what, you were, you were coming when you were six? No, no, no. I just like looking at them. But no, I used to so, watch soft po- soft core porn yeah, on Sky yeah, yeah. One. Oh, just, when, the, when the parents weren't looking yeah. at you, oh, oh, mate, I yeah. would sneak stay past, <laughs> trying not to creep. <laughs> stay up late on a Friday night, SBS. Yes, oh, <laughs> I think I saw a bush. <laughs> oh no, you didn't have Sky One in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah one yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning. One o'clock. That's when all the well, soft core. My dad would have the videotapes, right? And yeah. we would find them because my dad would put shit under the um, his mattress and. Like when you go into your parents' room, what is the first thing you do as a child? You – no, no, not looking. You go and jump on their bed as a trampoline and then what happens is that fucking bed goes off and then next minute, oh, my God, my dad likes – mattress come off the bed from kids jumping on it? Because it wasn't stuck to it, bro. It was like you have an 
overlay of a mattress. Anyway, point is, is it we would jump on it and then it would fall off because we there's four of us, mm. and next minute there's a fucking porno. But there's a hiding. There, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, but. I think that even for me, even though the situation with me when it came to my um, the first ever rape I did remember, um, I was introduced to sex quite early because I did look at – and I'm looking at women, right? And I'm like, oh, this is different. Why is she appealing in that way? That didn't make me gay, but it was just like mm. that's appealing. That's appealing to me because it was very different. So, mm. um, Whereas I was the opposite. So I, I saw a lot of it at a young age, yeah. right? But I was always raised with this notion that little girls are precious. Yes, you and did. put on the pedestal, which is yeah. why I, I couldn't talk to girls for such a long time. You yeah. know what I mean? Because – Did you have that problem too where you f- – w- w- well, the fact is you didn't fucking do anything. Mm. Did you struggle with talking to women as well? I can't say it was ever something that I consciously thought of. I had crashes on girls and I and I spoke to the girls that I had crashes on. Right, because you were good friends with them. Oh, a lot well, of I girls. see them at church, you know. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, but I don't know, maybe, maybe not having that older male to give me any influence on how to talk to girls because my stepdad, I, I, he didn't talk to me about anything wow. like that. Oh, like nothing. Like he was, he was actually my... Um, Metalwork and woodwork teacher at my, oh, at my school. Oh. No. And you went to uh, – and church college was um, – what do you call it? Oh, I was about to say bisexual, but yeah, girls but, and boys. Well, 100%. Yeah. It could have. No, 100%. <laughs> so for you, you had no room to move on that anyway because you were being watched. Oh, 100% I was, I was being watched. Like – my last name and where I grew up, Strother, was, you know, uh, like my parents would always say, you know, we have, you don't re- disrespect the last name, Strother. 100%. But like, yeah, I, I never had a, I never had a male put in anything sexual in front of me. Never mind sexual, like, it was hard to get affection, like. Got you. Yeah, so. So as a female, emotions are my priority, even though I've sat in. Um, a place of where my logic was over my emotions because I didn't want the emotion side of it. For males, it's very much like logic sits over emotion all the time. So when you guys are not looking at yourselves in a positive view, how does it affect you? What place in your psyche does that develop from? It comes from an emotional place as well. But because men internalize a lot of things, you know, the men men feel the same way about things. But it's it's they do. it's but a we little don't, we don't talk about it. It's a little thing. And when I get annoyed about the little things, I think meh. So like I've I've blown up about something small, and then I backpedal, and it's like oh, I try to dig myself out of a hole. But then me digging myself out of a hole has just negated Another how I've felt yeah. about everything that's built up to this explosion. So then and then it kind of doubles down because I've brought it up, I've made myself shit about it because I'm backpedaling almost as soon as I say it. Mm. And then me backpedaling is like, okay, well... It's, it has it's no weight on what you just said. Yeah, and then it's telling myself subconsciously... Your view what, didn't matter. My view didn't matter. Yeah. Mm. And, then, and then it's a cycle. And then, you know, like, I think communication is key. Hundred percent. Like for mm. even for like Craig is mm. a non-communicator. Mm. He's my. I, I, I'm a listener. All right? He's a listener. I'm a listener, and I'm very bad at expressing how I feel at certain times. Yeah. 
So how does depression manifest for you? Where does that come from? What what certain things trigger you into depression? What tells you you're you're not fucking good enough, bro? Yeah. I well, my childhood, little little jibs and jabs throughout my life, my childhood. Um, being by myself, kind of having my own self and my own head telling me myself of who I am. And then at the same time telling myself that I'm a, I'm a good person, this and that, but then not getting any outside validation validation yeah. from that. Sounds um, like <laughs> so like I, I have this perceived perception of myself in my mind, but yeah, like Sarah is great because she tells me all these things just like you were telling Craig all of those things, but then everything. You don't, you don't believe yourself, eh? Everything, yeah, you don't, you don't believe it. And I do believe that it also comes from the people that you're surrounded with, like yep. myself, Sarah, with Craig, you, you being, you've got the podcast now, Sarah being a very outward person. Oh, God. Like, you, you can, it's evident tonight how much I'm like, I rely on her to do the normal shit oh, that man, look she at would our, do. Look at our marriage. Like, my, I, I very much. The fuck are you doing? Oh, what's that? He's got his birthdays of his children. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> oh, that's fucking just... hell. It was like you were feeling his arm like it was a dick. Well, there's well, spiritual you put, there, on, right? you put on the fucking perfume for him and now you touch his arm like, oh, my God, this is zinging. Well, well, fucking hell. I feel like, I mean, I don't know if this is any relevance to what we were just talking about. It probably doesn't. I'm going to do a full that's switch okay. change here. We- I'm somebody who is self-diagnosed with ADHD. I believe so too. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think I, he is as well. Honestly, I, I think Craig as well and I think I have a touch of are. it as well. I, I think a lot of people do and I, I think like really it's not attention deficit disorder, it's more like ability deficit disorder. Yeah. So like for me personally, I, I, I can bring in a lot of knowledge but I can't express it because, yeah, okay, my attention span – is limited. Craig is one of the biggest people that I I pulled up for that and I was like, how do you go out five times a day, right? You know what you need. I've told you, okay, you need this, this and this and this. Now for me, I need to put it on a piece of paper so I don't get fucked up when I do go out, but he will go out literally four or five times a day, even after being told you need to get this, this and this and this. And it just doesn't calculate in his brain, but he's brilliant. He's fucking so knowledgeable but he can't retain the information, that, that short-term information. And I think that plays a massive part. Like like Craig was pointing out with the tattoo, that's my wife and kids' birthdays because I can't, can't, remember. I can't remember them. Yeah. Like even to this day, it doesn't matter how many times I look at this thing. Um, like if I need to fill out a form or something, I need to look at it. I am someone that is like that shit comes from somewhere. I don't always believe that everyone is Vaccines. self- Vaccines. <laughs> But okay, all right. <laughs> did anyone remember your birthday? Were they fully aware of that? Did mum remember? Did your stepfather remember? Did everyone else remember? Or were you always put on the the sideline for that? Uh, I was put on the sideline. My birthday, I can't remember. Can I just uh, say that maybe that's a thing? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, like, and I've come to terms with it. Like, uh, like uh, my ex tried to put me through, through therapy. Yes. And yep. But... She probably that, calls half the fucking therapy. Oh, period. 100%. But, like, ever since that first therapy session that I ever went to, I feel like I came to the realisation that I can sort out my own problems. Yeah. 
because like everything he was saying, like I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true what you're saying, but I know why I'm feeling that way. I know why I went through depression because yeah. of the neglect that I had as a child and the, the minute little details of all of my cousins getting a graduation present from, you know, an elder and me not getting that. And then people below me. That is getting huge, that. bro. That's massive, like, bro. That I, is massive. But, I, like, I, re- I recognise that. You recognise it, but do you not understand how very significant that plays into your life? A hundred percent. Now. Yeah, a hundred percent, which is why I... There's f- a fucking huge thing to, to be put on the out... That's why I was like, this does it comes not from somewhere, yeah. just mm. develop on its own. It comes from somewhere. Yeah, That's yeah. a massive thing. Where did we come... How are we talking about this? <laughs> how are we talking about because, you to because, now me? Because that tells you you're not, you're not good enough. That's what I told you. No, but, it all, but, but here's the thing. It's, you're very self-aware of these things and you are not negating the fact that these people still did a job with you and that you have, um, you've dealt with them and you've spoken your, your truth to them. But the realisation from it, the one that I'm hearing right now, is that all these pinnacle traumatic moments that you don't consider to be those things because you're like, well, I'm ADHD, so that is a... Um, we get a diagnosis of why I am the way I am, but I'm like, no, your trauma is why you are no, the way you trauma, are. The trauma, yeah. Like today, a child with an eighty-eight with ADHD has ample sources of medication. Like, uh, although I'm, let's uh, get although that I medication. Everyone medicated. Everyone says medication. <laughs> I, I don't believe in the medication. No, no, I, not for a child. Look, here's the thing. And that's how, like, I, I wish it didn't have to be like, but with some children it's necessary. It is a, it's a necessary yeah. tool to use. Yeah. But at the end of the day with, with us, we've all been through traumatic, including Craig, even with his very sheltered life, has been through some very traumatic um, parts in his life. But be, to be told that you don't matter, yeah. even though my trauma was extreme, it wasn't just the rapes, it's the fucking abuse. It's being told that you're not good enough even when you are good enough. Mm. You could get someone that went through a traumatic event that on the outside doesn't look as much, but the feeling it gave them is the same feeling as it gave me when I wasn't believed that someone did what they did to me. The same feeling. And and for you, it's like we all go through these same feelings of trauma and we don't know how to deal with them because mm. everyone's just like, ah, oh, fucking, uh, that's in the fucking too hard pile. We are going to uh, continue this at a later episode because we are so far into it. Again, thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you very much, Craig, for your help. This has been amazing. I feel demasculated. (laughs) Being cut off.